Hey there. Hey, how's it going? It is, it's going. It is going. <laughs> it's, um... <laughs> oh, I am, you know, I feel like, you know, doing this on Thursday nights, it's like, you know, the week is almost over and you can see the, the you know, the, the weekend is on the horizon. Friday is right within reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's good. Um, and yet, you know, I'm also like, Exhausted. Exhausted. I'm. This is. This is expending the last little bit of like push I've got for the end of the week. Yeah, uh, I feel you because it's a little lighter. Yeah. Um. Then we usually um record, and there's a reason why, and I'll kind of talk about it <laughs> in the first little part. Okay. But yeah. um. Yeah. Hi, Hi. and welcome. Hi. Welcome to wait. Tell me everything. I'm Andrea, and I'm Kristen, and we're really good friends. Um. Yeah. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. See. Huh. We this is are... how she does her. Sure. Huh. Don't don't try to be sweet now. I am. We're buddies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Oh my god. So what's going on in the world? Again, uh, you have all the serious stuff and I have all the <laughs> foolishness. Yes. Well, you know, and mine today is part parts both serious and a little bit of just foolishness cuz whenever we talk about our president. <laughs> but let's start with the the more serious uh, piece which um which I thought, which I actually considered not doing because it's now been several days since this happened. But then there was a little bit of an update today. So I went ahead and included this. So um, as you know, over the weekend, this past Saturdays, um, there was um, a mess up in Hawaii with regard to their uh, ballistic missile emergency notifications. And what happened was um, a ballistic missile threat uh, was an alert, an emergency alert was sent out over, and it's basically the same as like, the same way that like they do any emergency alerts for storms or tsunamis or mm-hmm. uh, even, you know, I, I feel like we get lots of amber alerts, you know, mm-hmm. um, same system, emergency system that they use for all of those things they have a built-in thing in place for missile threats. And what ended up happening is that somebody pushed the wrong button, essentially. I mean, it's kind Mm. of in (laughs) the wrong button. I know. Wrong button is in air quotes because it really is actually like a link on a screen. One of the articles I was looking at actually showed somebody finally um, published what the screen looks like what the right thing was that they're supposed to hit and what they hit instead. And yeah, I mean, it's really one of those like, sir, you had one job. (laughs) Okay. So like, I like really kind of 
glance at this, which is, you know, again, tells you where my head is. Um, but why, how did this happen again? From what officials are saying <laughs> is oh. that it was a false warning um, that was meant to be a drill. Okay. And so they do apparently run drills on this system, just like you would with anything, um, occasionally, just to... Yeah, and make sure it works. Make sure it works, you know, and there is, a, there is a button for the drill, and it says drill. Uh, <laughs> it mm. says drill. That's the only thing. I was like, okay, I can see that they're, like, a little, too, like, on the screenshot that they put out. They are a little too, they're only like, if this, if the wrong one was number two, the right one is number four. So that's like how far apart they are from each other on the screen. Okay. So I'll give you that they're probably not as well laid out as you would want them to be. But Um, the right one does say drill in front of it. And so there's no, like, I push this, then there's, you know, like, if you're about to delete something, (laughs) it's like, are you sure? There's none of that kind of thing going on. Okay, right. I had the same thought, because I was like, okay, I can't even, you know, delete, you know, a voicemail without it being like, are you sure you want to do that? Right. um, So I was, I had similar questions not only it was there and I guess I mean I guess in a way it does make sense that because if it was a true missile crisis you need you know there's time is of the essence and there is not necessarily maybe time to hit yet another button like there really is just the one button kind of a thing um so um, but not only is there not a second, like, follow-up question to make sure that you have the right, uh, <laughs> make sure that you've chosen the right option, but it took 38 minutes for them to, to, to walk it back. What? Yeah. OMG. Yeah. OMG for real. So. Not until 38 minutes after the warning went out did the state issue a correction. Various officials and news organizations actually beat the state to the false alarm message, including Twitter and other social media. Mm. And the governor of Hawaii, who I'm sure is not in, used to being in the news for any reason, because whatever happens in Hawaii... Um, his name is David Iggy, or I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it. his name is last name is I G E. Let's just call him David. David mm-hmm. says, I wish a- <laughs> Or Mr. Governor. Or Mr. Governor. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on it. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Governor David says <laughs> I <laughs> He says, I wish I could say there was a simple reason for why it took so long to get the correction to the of the false alert out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, so there's no simple reason. I don't know why it's a complicated reason. Um, yeah, so people got these alerts on their phone, and it basically read a ballistic missile alert. 
seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Okay, can you imagine like <laughs> being in freaking Hawaii, like uh-huh. chilling and on vacation, and then it's like Pearl Harbor? Like, what wait, the heck? Wait, you might have just been at Pearl Harbor, <laughs> right? Visiting, and you're like, oh you've got, no, you've got Pearl Harbor on your mind, <laughs> oh. and, and you get this alert. Um, this is not a drill oh, this is not a drill that and to me that was really the I think the harshest part right because I think in my mind it, when you see any kind of emergency alert your first response is that it's a drill whether it's a fire alarm or something on your phone or whatever you know what I mean like you're you're autumn I feel like everyone's sort of like default is oh, this can't be a real thing mm-hmm. um, until you realize that it's a real thing. So when the, when the, yeah, alert... that is like at work, like I remember like all of the fire earthquake drills and how like literally people would not move from their desk or do they like guys, like this is actually a real thing. Like I need everyone to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was that was just crazy and so they literally for 38 minutes everyone in Hawaii who was not you know who was not on social media or didn't see any of the like the the false alarm messaging that came out before the official false alarm came out Mm. um thousands of residents and tourists freaked out they had they had children going down manholes stores closing their doors to people seeking shelter Cars driving at high speeds, um, you know, trying to get to wherever, you know. Were there um, any injuries because of this? I didn't see anything listed. Basically, it was just a close call. Like, I think that it could have gotten a lot worse and somehow, you know, there wasn't um, a a slew of, like, unfortunate incidents that followed as a result of this. Mm. Um, Mainly, it was just the panic, the stress, um, and um, all, you know, all due to this, you know, unfortunate error. Um, Mm. So, but what's very interesting and what, what made me keep it in the, in our newsworthy section today is that um, just two days ago on Tuesday, uh, Reuters reported that Japanese broadcaster NHK issued a false alarm about a North Korean missile launch, but they corrected their error within minutes. Hmm. So they had a similar, it was basically the same thing. It was um, whatever their emergency system is, somehow somebody put up a false alarm uh, regarding a missile from North Korea. And, um, and in Japan, one of the things that was especially relevant is that you can, there are places in Japan where you're only 350 miles away from North Korea. Right. So clearly the, the danger is so much more imminent and mm. just based on proximity alone. Right. They're like, we gotta um, be ready. Yeah. So people, even though they walked it back within a few minutes, I didn't, they didn't say exactly how many minutes, it was basically the time in which a missile could actually arrive right. um, from North Korea to Japan. So still, you know, comparatively, it's still like the same amount of time, same amount of time. I mean, and same level of panic, yeah. especially when 
you're um, you're told that it isn't a drill. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, and then you know a lot of people are saying, you know, the, you know, I think it's easy to um, want to blame Trump for everything, uh, and I do think to a certain degree. Um, those that have said like, oh, this is Trump's fault, not necessarily, obviously it's not his fault, but somebody hit the wrong button. But the idea that people are taking things very seriously. Oh, yeah. Like all his taunting of this, you know, madman. Yes. Like people are like, you know, because this is, you know, the threat of North Korea has always been like a thing. Uh But now it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like really this could happen because yeah he's like taunting him yeah so um so really even though he did not hit the the false alarm button himself um the definitely the level of panic and the level of seriousness that was attributed to to it uh, uh was you know uh, very much connected with all that's been in the news regarding uh trump and and um oh. uh, um kim jong-un so oh, did you hear what he said to like the korean um reporter oh god no what so there was like, i guess a korean reporter in the the room and he asked where she was from and she was just like new york and so he was like no like <laughs> Like, no, like, really, like, like where are you really from? And she was like, Manhattan, like you. Right. And so he was, like, kind of just, like, pressed on. So basically she was like, my parents are from Korea, you know, which is what he wanted to hear. Right. And so apparently he kind of whispered, you know, not, you know, you know, kind of made a uh, comment to somebody on his staff near him. He was like, oh, why don't we have this, you know, pretty you know, reporter working with us to negotiate with North Korea. This pretty Korean lady working with us to negotiate with North Korea. And I was like, that's not how this works. (laughs) That's not how this works at all. Like... Oh, God. Help us all. Oh, my. Yes, girl. I was like, yeah, I, I I had not heard that. You know what? He's like that, um... You know, like your embarrassing old, like you know, uncle or like you know, even my most embarrassing uncle is not this ridiculous. <laughs> I just I can't even think of a person. It's no, like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. Like, I don't know anybody that's this embarrassing. But just like this reckless stuff, with words. Just yeah, but just like this whole like kind of old school like oh let's just get this little pretty lady. <laughs> what that's not a thing sir no so what what else is going on (laughs) i'm like oh my goodness so again a story that continued into today but started off last week (laughs) i know what you're gonna say oh so our president Uh, Donald Trump, uh, as as everyone is well aware now, was, you know, um, quoted to have said in a meeting of senators last week um, in talking about it was basically a bipartisan immigration meeting. Right. Um, 
And in the Oval Office, so um, the president reportedly lost it when lawmakers uh, presented um, this idea of um, what is floated restoring protections for immigrants from Haiti, El Salvador, and African countries. And by lost it, we mean to say Trump allegedly raged against what he called shithole countries. Mm. And essentially, uh, basically saying that these countries, um, and again, it was Haiti, El Salvador, and African countries, uh, I believe Nigeria was one of the specific ones that were named, um, Apparently, someone who's never even been to Nigeria because I'm sorry, like some of the wealthiest people, some of uh, the wealthiest people I've ever met are from Nigeria. From Nigeria, so okay, whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um. So he he called he called these countries. Um. And well, you know he you know he said that these people come from shithole countries. Right. Um. And then, um, Trump said, um. He then suggested that the United States should instead bring more people from countries like Norway, whose prime prime minister he just met. Which that part made me laugh a lot too. Yeah, only because yeah, he said Norway because that's like top of mind. Right, that's the first place he thought of. That he had met with the president of Bulgaria. He would have said right. We should have more people from Bulgaria. It's like he right. learned a new country. Like he learned a new Right. Work. It's like kindergartners when they come home and <laughs> they learn about like, you know, giraffes. Like they, all you hear about is giraffes for the rest of the, you know, remainder of the week. Yeah, I'm sure he would have gave us a great book report about Norway. A great book report about Norway. Um with and their, all their pre- Yeah. Their yeah, all their trade, pretty ladies. <laughs> all their pretty ladies, their gross national product. Um, yeah. Oh God. Uh, their so, major crops, uh, whatever. Like he, yeah, we'll do great with that country report. I'm sorry. Terrific. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, I think book reports might be something that he's good at. So, um, so of course there was just a huge outpouring, and and initially he, uh, the White House denied it, um, and then they sort of took back the denial because there too, there was just too many people who were in the meeting who were like yep that's what he said and um he tweeted he didn't say it though he tweeted that he didn't say it but ultimately when when pressed for it um well at least according to um the latest update buzzfeed news spoke to a source who confirms that the shithole comment occurred in addition white house principal deputy press secretary Raja has issued a statement on this report and he's not denying it at all. So I think people are really pointing to the fact that they're not denying it anymore, more right. so than, you know, I mean, obviously they're not going to come out and say like, yes, that's what he said. Yep, that's what he said. But he did. But, he also said, oh, I love the Haitians. The Haitians are great. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So <laughs> that's, um, so that's, that's the, the initial piece was this whole, um, b- backlash um, that he's received, you know, regarding these comments. But today, I think this, this or actually, no, just a couple of days ago, um, and this, this is the funny, tragic part of it all, or funny part of the tragic piece, is that um, 
during Tuesday's testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten oh. <laughs> Kirsten Nielsen um, was asked several questions by Senator Pat Leahy, who's a Democrat out of Vermont, about Trump's alleged comment from last week. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, I found it funny that Kirsten Leahy, Kirsten, I'm sorry, Kirsten Nielsen's name is. <laughs> Is such a Nordic right? Name. That was the first. I was like <laughs> irony. It was How irony of it. Ironic. I was it was like... so ironic. I was like her because she spells Kirsten K I R S T J E N. Yeah, it's like straight up. Like you just came over here. Like right, you like, just ca- immigrated from Norway or you one just... of the Nordic co- countries. <laughs> from Thank a Nordic you, Trump, country. Trump gave you a job. Yeah. Trump gave you a job, uh, and then. Um, yeah, no, like you, you, your college job was like working at IKEA. Like that's like that's what her name <laughs> looks like. Because <laughs> I was like, is she Swedish, right, or has Swedish I think so. ancestry? Swedish. And Niel- yeah, Nielsen is a very um, Swedish name. So, um, so that to me, like right there, was just so ironic. So, um, so she was, I, you know, and what's interesting to me too is that the homeland, so homeland security. Um, secretary isn't a bipartisan position um, and yet she was not willing to um, neither confirm nor deny the particular word that Trump used but she did acknowledge his use of tough language um, and hmm. <laughs> um, but she wouldn't say what the president did or did not say right uh, and um but so that so that was bad enough like you know that there was sort of this back and forth with her several several senators laid into her about it oh uh, kamala and batman cory booker aka batman oh, cory booker went all lay into her i heard that he's yeah. been getting backlash because they spelt he was too harsh or mansplaining or something to her and i was like no just stop. i didn't think he was mansplaining he definitely like yelled at her and i was just kind of like it's, it's it felt a little bit like uh, I get it this is this whole thing is annoying and frustrating but like she's you know whatever like she's just, no but uh, I felt he's they're both definitely like I ain't 2020 and are like trying to you know just kind of rile up the face so yeah, yeah. that's what that it was performance it but, was it was yeah. and so but I think if you're on the receiving end of it it feels like an attack you know yeah, but she needs to be attacked because she said she didn't know that there were majority white people in Norway. Right. Really? Right, right. So that's the next part. <laughs> so, um, so that that is hysterical. So the question from so the question conti- the questioning continued, and um, he says um, Senator Lee says uh, Norway is a predominantly white country, isn't it? Taken aback, Nielsen responds. I actually don't know that, sir, but I imagine that that is the case. Um, Mm. And that was just, I mean, everybody, like, you can kind of hear, like, a chuckle, like, across this, you know, um, Senate floor. Because it was just like, what do you mean? How do you (laughs) not know this? How do you not know this? Like, it isn't, isn't like, a trick question. Um, It's not like saying, like, oh, is the population of, you know... Uh, Northern California primarily what are you know like it's not like a real like oh this is a very diverse place that you might not know this answer to it's Norway (laughs) 
homogeneous like it's yeah. the thing you just know you watch the olympics you know you know what yeah at the very least at the very least you've seen the parade of nations and you know what the what the contingency <laughs> from norway looks like and they are white and blonde and oh. fair-skinned and yeah they oh, look like honey yeah yeah honey cut it out Um, so yeah, so that was the kind of the comedy piece from, from, that resulted from that whole encounter with, in the Oval Office last week, and this week with her, um, with Kirsten Nielsen, um, Mm. again, Kirsten with a J in the middle of it, um, denying (laughs) that she knows anything about Norway, or that, you know, and then, you know, and then really trying to, like, posit that Trump was basically saying that he just wants he wants us to emphasize uh bringing in immigrants from countries or you know bringing in individuals that are going to contribute and you know bring something to the table oh because yeah africans and Haitians don't bring anything to the table okay okay sorry but my big thing from this is why would people from norway want to come here Right, I'm like because to them to... this is a shit country, shithole country. Right, like right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, like, there's 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 no good way of cleaning that up. Like, even though she was trying to somehow explain what it is that actually happened, and she kept saying, "Well, everybody was using rough language. Everybody was using it was a it was a very heated discussion." Many people were using profanity or whatever. Okay, no, no. but like that's not okay. And I don't, I don't doubt that. Like I oh, don't no. know that in a closed room meeting with a bunch of uh, you know adults who are feeling impassioned about whatever their position is, that there's you know language used. Like that's not the issue. The issue is that the president of the United States expressed this idea that there are certain countries that we just don't want anybody from and that's right. not okay like and they're not... they're all countries where there are brown and black people right and the ones that he pointed out were very dynamically and and especially again the contrast with norway now you know may you know he i do feel like he he mentioned norway specifically probably because it was at the top of his mind and less right. because he knows you know but a lot about Norway. I, a lot about Norway, but I think you know you can't get away from the distinction of what the demographic is in the countries that he mentioned. He he considers shithole countries, and the one country that he mentioned that he we should be, you know, in letting um, immigrate in. So it was just <laughs> it's such a disaster in you know a, the, a litany, another one in a litany of many. I just don't know what is it going to take? What is it going to take? I keep seeing people like in the comment sections of all of these um, think pieces and articles like still just saying, oh, he's great. There was a woman who recorded a video was like, I'm so glad he said it. He's exactly right. You know, and I'm just like, what is it going to take? Like, 
I get nothing. It's gonna take like now they have the whole controversy with the um the um porn star that oh, he cheated with. Oh yeah. Oh god, no. And so it's kind of like, what is it gonna take? I was like, and not just if President Obama did this, but if any other president before this right. did what he did, like the whole like kind of yeah, like the you know what's appropriate and, and inappropriate are just totally like just gutter now. Well, it's but it's out the window. It's yeah, out the window, and it's, he's so like the antithesis of presidential. And I think for me, that is, I mean, uh, and then I mean, it's on top of everything, on top of the things that he says that are just awful, like this incident. Um, it's the fact that he's he's sullied the office of the president. And I, I felt the very much the same way with regard to Clinton, to be quite honest, you know, I right. felt like he sullied the office of the president. So mm-hmm. equal opportunity in terms of like, this is a, this is the highest office in our land and it should be taken seriously. And the person who holds that office should be a serious person, like a serious person out in the world and in their interactions with other people. And, you know, I think when you look at um, W and when you look at Obama, you have two perfect examples of people who, in terms of policy, were totally, you know, polar in in most cases, but who held the office with dignity, who conducted themselves articulately, who made the office shine, (laughs) you know, like, hey, don't you talk about my W. I love W. I, I know you do, but I, I I just can't let you call him articulate. I'm so sorry. Like, I appreciate he... Okay, in terms of people talking about, like, the average Joe, like, oh, no, he's a bush. He's not the average Joe. But he was very, like, homey. It was like, I don't agree with his politics. And, you know, I didn't feel that he was, like, an intellectual. But I would feel like I would have fun hanging out on the ranch. Like, he didn't, like, offend me, like, as a person. I would no, just say because that. he was a, he's a, he's a man of integrity, as was, as is, um, Barack Obama. Like, you know, they're both great fathers, loving husbands, you know, just right. in terms of, like, you want, you'd, you'd want them to be your neighbor, you know, <laughs> like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would have a meal, <laughs> yeah. W, and, like. And of course, Barack Obama and the family. But um, yeah, I was like, yeah, he's just such a like, oh, that was part of the thing with the porn star. Apparently, this affair happened while um, Melania, like while Baron was born, like he had just been born. And while basically while his whole infancy, this took place. I'm not surprised. Right. I mean, again, he just doesn't strike me. He strikes me as the kind of man who would be having an affair of any sort with whoever, you know, because his, you know, now out of shape wife who just pushed out a baby for him is no longer as attractive as she was, you know, 10 months ago or whatever. Right. I mean, that's he's he's that guy. He is Mm -hmm. that guy. Um, And so none of this is, you know, like, oh, you know. I, I, there's nothing to like. I never clutch my pearls anymore when it comes to him. It's no. all, it, it's all par for the course. So, Ugh. yeah. So that's yeah. my newsworthy for to for this week. Yeah, two forty 
two stories about him. Gross. I need him to stop. Well, actually, <laughs> not the first one wasn't really about him, but it kind of involved him a little bit. It so. involved him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ugh. Oh, so tired of him. But, you know, going on from one <laughs> icky situation to another. Ooh, so icky, icky. the viral box, we kind of talked about it already, but um, I just can't get away from it. It's so pervasive this week. Okay. Um, the story about Aziz Ansari and uh, uh-huh. the whole um, um, sexual assault um, incident or what has been dubbed the sexual assault incident. And um, so, yeah, so this past Saturday, the website Babe posted a story from a young woman describing a date she had last fall with actor Aziz Ansari. And just full disclosure, I'm a big fan. Like, I am a big fan of of Aziz Ansari. (laughs) You are a big fan. I'm a big fan, and I have been for a while. But being a big fan of a person doesn't mean... I think everything that they do is okay. I don't think that of a celebrity that I don't know. I don't think that of people that are in my personal life. Like, you know, you hold people accountable for their actions and, you know, whatever. Come what Uh may, whatever. Um, But apparently everyone has lots of feelings about the article Uh um, and what was described. And there have just been think pieces. There have been um, journalists, a lot of women, um, actually going on record, um, having, um, real opinions about this. And I, one of the things that I noticed, um, a lot, Babe is actually, um, a website that focuses on women between the ages of like 18 and 24. The actual, um, young lady, I think her name is Katie Way, who, wrote the article mm-hmm. is about mm-hmm. 22 23 herself as well as um the woman who makes the allegations okay so you know they're very young and i felt like a lot of the people who responded um i guess kind of had a negative response to the article were more of our generation or older so mm-hmm. it was just very interesting to kind of see how you know since the whole me too kind of movement became like you know, a real thing, everyone has kind of taken all of the allegations um, at face value, demonized the men and kind of dismissed the men and whatever. But in this case, this is like the first time, like I'm seeing people go, no. Right. Um, and, Which um, is a relief, really, I think, because I was really, um, I think, you know, I think I was, seen what you were seeing in terms of you know an allegations made it's taken at face value you know and and it felt a little bit like okay well at, you know I, and not that I'm in disbelief like yes I understand that these all of these things are possible and can happen just like you said I don't have I don't put celebrities on a pedestal or anything but right. I was starting to feel like a little bit like um, is this a witch hunt? Like, at what point you know, is there any room for someone to be like, um, that's not exactly what happened, you know? Right. Um, so I was a little bit um, relieved to see that there was as much pushback on this as there was. Yeah, it's like crazy. So, and I feel like a little conflicted because, for a number of reasons. Okay. Um, first of all, that article, if you could call it that, where the uh-huh. woman 
um, tells her story to the, um, it wasn't in first person, it was like a story, but it was just, I feel unnecessarily graphic. And so graphic. The journal, like, I don't need to know how Aziz Ansari gets down. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah, but But now you know. Now I know, like, how specific and graphic it was. And I just felt like the journal, it was like just poor journalism and how, um, well, she's not a journalist. And how it was very, um, like, it was very intentional how she framed the story with the whole, like, that wine. Like, she wanted, he just gave her wine but she wanted red. He didn't even ask her. So, you know, you don't have to be like, again, a very smart person or like very uh-huh. like into like, it was very like intentional how like he didn't give me a choice here. And so he just like took away all of her choices. So it was kind of like, like how it just kind of framed the story. And I just was like, yeah, this is just weird. And, you know, I just didn't feel like a lot of the other women, like Ashley um, Banfield or whatever, and some other, um, the Atlantic article, I believe, and I want to say there was New York Times article. Um, everyone was kind of like, you know, it wasn't sexual assault. It was kind of just a bad date. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, yeah, I see that. You know, he was very aggressive uh-huh. and very like jerky or whatever like but I don't feel I feel that when she told him to stop he stopped or like had a response that was like that kind of felt that he she that he wasn't threatening you know what I mean in this situation because right. I think everyone's been in a situation where you know all women have been in a situation where they've, they've felt threatened and you can you you know and I feel like if he's like, oh, put your clothes back on or, oh, I want, you know, da, 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 like, I feel that that kind of lets me know that that's not the situation. Like, I don't feel like in danger, you know what I mean, where right. I can't act. So I felt like, okay, like, I don't see that you're in danger. Like, I didn't, I was, okay, yeah. So, yeah, no, I that, didn't see that either. And I, I think going back to what you said just a little bit ago with the whole, the way that the article was phrased and, you know, the way that the narrative was put into motion, what bothered me from the very beginning of it all the way through was just this idea that like all of a sudden, like the moment that she meets up with him for this date, she loses all agency. And I'm like, you know, up until that point, she's like, you know, uh, texting back and forth with him. She's, you know, figuring out what she's going to wear. She's like talking to her, you know, like, taking selfies like talking to her friends about like you know what's gonna happen and where they're going and all this stuff and then she gets there and all of a sudden like she no longer has a voice and I'm like why like if you wanted even the wine thing like if somebody hands me like white wine and I don't drink white wine I'm like oh do you have anything else you know what I'm saying like like, so like what you know like because at that point nothing sexual had happened so were you just what was it from the get-go that you just couldn't you just lost your identity from jump and I think it's like probably she held him to like I think she you know because of all the preparation that went into her preparing for this day 
you know, like how we do, especially I just think about being 22 yeah, and all of the expectations you have. And like, if you're on a date and then when a guy isn't that, and he's just like a regular guy, like everybody else, or he doesn't, you know, want, he doesn't see this as like, this is going somewhere like this is right. like we're hooking up or whatever. I feel that, you know, like you're disappointed and, you know, I feel like she was conflicted and I feel that, you know, part of this is like just being young and not knowing how, like, okay. The one thing I didn't like a lot, they called her a girl a lot. You know, she's a young girl. So I, I, I just, I don't know. It's just like, you know, either you're an adult like, you know, you're a woman, and I know, like, you know, being that young, it's kind of hard for her to kind of perhaps assert herself, assert herself to someone she admires or has these ideals um, kind of connected to. Like, I get that, but, I mean, I don't know. It's just such a... Yeah, it's, I, I agree, like, I mean, but... I, I still let you know it still all lands on the side of yeah this was just a really awful experience like it was a really bad date it was like beyond a bad I mean I I wouldn't consider it just a bad date because that's like unthinkable to me that like mm-hmm. all these things would happen on one one encounter um yeah. but um but yeah it was just like a, just a really like unfortunate series of choices on both their parts right and but they were all choices and they were all consenting and it was not sexual assault like there was not like as I'm reading this like honestly my whole like first of all I couldn't even get through the whole thing because like you said it was just so graphic and even the parts I, I but I did read the majority of it like I definitely read the entire account like from her getting there all the way to her leaving and um and I was just cringing my way through it like I just cringed my way like in the whole time I'm watching her like you know let things happen and then um you know perform oral sex twice you know and I was like honey no what honey oh wait no stop like I was like you know because it just kept it just was like this awful snowball effect yeah of like one thing on top of one sexual act on top of another on top of another you know and and no one was he was clearly trying to sleep with her she clearly like wasn't feeling it and not clear on how to communicate that well and assertively um and and they just went back and forth like that like really like awkwardly and 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 just in the grossest way (laughs) you know Mm. and so I I get that like and I'm you know and whatever I've been that 22 year old you know we've all been that you know like it doesn't when you make bad choices when you Mm -hmm. don't like when you're unsure of yourself when you're like not confident and you're like put in these positions and you don't make choices that make you feel good later like it's kind of all a part of growing up and kind of learning how to like navigate all of this and like be assertive. Like I can't, you know, I just think back to situations where like, you know, even if you think of one situation where you like, you know, kind of stand up for yourself and say, no, I don't want this to happen. People are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you, 
you know, being that, but uh-huh. it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're 20, you know, you're 20 or whatever, like just have fun or whatever. But it's like, you know, what's acceptable for you. And uh-huh. you, at some point you have to just find your voice and it's just really unfortunate. I feel that, yeah. um, you know, it's unfortunate. I was like, well, I guess she, I guess it's, some. I think someone said that, you know, they've kind of identified her or whatever, um, publicly now like it's on the internet somewhere I don't know I didn't you know look for it but Uh you know that that this is become this thing I feel you know that it's um kind of bringing about some conversations that need to be had Uh um I think the whole like one of the things that they're talking about is the affirmative consent and I don't know that that's, I don't know how real, you know, I was like, I feel like that's just a, I don't know. I was, I was like, I, it's so weird, but I was like, I just, I don't know. I feel like that's asking a lot, in, you know, in terms of these, you know, when you're in these kind of situations, but. Um, it is asking a lot. And I think, I mean, the thing is, and again, I'm going to go. From just a worldview perspective mm-hmm. here, a biblical um, kind of view, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, when nobody wants to address the the fact that these things are so like sticky and complicated, and there's so much gray area mm-hmm. when there's when when the boundaries are just so wide open and anything goes. And, you know, and so um, I get that not everybody believes what I believe. And therefore, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to act out of, you know, out of the same, like, principle base that I act out of. But honestly, one of the things that I think um, theology and religion and, you know, and having um, sort of um, a set of standards that's handed to you as, a way of guiding your life. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that that does is it brings structure to a world that is otherwise chaotic. And that's what this encounter was. It was just like a bunch of chaos. It's just messy and chaotic. And and your emotions are all caught up and sex is complicated enough as it is between, uh, you know, between a husband and a wife, you know, like, it's messy let alone this person you've only met once before briefly right like that you can't even count as knowing no you know and so you know to have this expectation that you know that somehow you're going to have this wonderful intimate experience with someone who doesn't even know your middle name who doesn't you know like who like you've had a very brief dinner with because he rushed you through it to get you back to his apartment. Right. And you knew that, like you, you knew that in the moment mm-hmm. and recognized that that's what was happening. You know, it's just, that's just not, that's not going to happen. And I do think that it takes when you're in your twenties, you're, you know, you spend a lot of time learning those really hard lessons and figuring out what your boundaries need to be around that in order to protect yourself. Right. And, 
in the meantime, you have lots of regrets. And that's what this girl is experiencing. Again, this young woman is experiencing is those regrets. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Um, But that's not the same as sexual assault. It's not the same as somebody holding your, you know, both your wrists back over their head because they're that much stronger and heavier than you and forcing themselves on you. It's not the same as having somebody grab your head and making you orally copulate them. It's not the same as being at a business meeting and having somebody like, you know, whip their penis out. Mm. It's not the same, you know? So, and, and to me, I feel like that's the real important distinction that needs to be made. And I think that's why there's such a reaction to this is because the Me Too movement is about the latter, not mm. the former, you, mm. you know? And that's, and you don't want to mix up those two because otherwise it's, those are some real muddy waters all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and affirmative consent, like that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. I feel like it's a tough one. And again, you, if, if you, if you were more, if you, if there was, if you applied more structure to the way in which you conducted your love life and your sex life, um, this whole, this whole idea of affirmative consent would, would, you know, like would not even be necessary because you would already have so many things in place that spoke to what the definition of this relationship is. Right. You know, so. (sighs) Okay. Just, just, uh, it's again, it's going to continue. Um, more ridiculous, not ridiculous. Shouldn't say that, but just more, think pieces yeah coming out every day so okay what we'll see um Mm -hmm. all right wait tell me everything yes tell me i have a couple like little short things because you know Uh we're trying to watch our time because we're watching our time okay so first thing (laughs) first positive good thing lupita is coming out with a new book it's have you heard about this no yeah so it's going to be a picture book um i think it's pronounced solway um a picture book about a five-year-old girl who lives in kenya and has darker skin than her classmates and family members and she wishes that she had lighter skin but luckily has guidance of her mother and the night sky and she learns that her black is beautiful so um Oh, I love it. Isn't this great? I am already going to get this for Cupcake as soon as it comes out. Um, I think it's just really nice, you know, just talking about, you know, like having little black girls um, just, you know, feel good about themselves, you know, Uh as a dark, you know, darker skin, you know, woman. Like, I just remember those, you know, instances when I was, you know, a little girl growing up in L.A. and just... I just remember having a crush on this little boy when I was in the fourth grade and his sister telling me, oh, he doesn't like dark skinned girls. Girl, what you know about what this fourth grade boy likes? Shut up. No, it was his sister. Even though it was his sister, what she know? And so, and I I was just like, oh my God, don't hate her. She's like my Facebook friend now. Like, who cares? Um, but (laughs) yeah. I fourth grade hate her okay fourth grade hate her so yeah like just having like things like that and I know like so many other um 
dark skinned girls being, you know, just being told like, oh, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl or, uh-huh. you know, this and that. And I just think like this would be like, you know, I have a friend, you know, whose, whose daughter is, you know, darker than her and her, you know, just like wanting her to have that reputation, you know, rep- representation for her yeah. to see like darker skinned girls doing things or whatever, having, you know, not making her feel um, insecure about her color. So I just think this is a wonderful thing. And, you know, Lupita's That's talked great. about this in the past about, you know, the issue she'd had growing up. So I just think this is awesome. And I'm so excited about this book. Can't wait to get it for the little brown girls in my life yeah so so exciting i love first of all i've just the love affair with lupita is just never ending i miss her i miss seeing her like all the time so all the time (laughs) yeah like um yeah just obsessed with her for several years now Uh, and um and i just love that she just like you know she she's she's not um Obviously, you know, when she first came on the scene, um, she was everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she, you couldn't, like, not see her, um, especially with, um, uh, you know, the Oscar nomination and all that. Um, but um, but she's, like, continually doing things, you know? Yeah. Like, she's just, like, she's always, like, in the mix, and now she's going to, you know... Uh, Black Panther's coming out soon. And... Ooh, we already got our little group together. For... Oh, so cool. Yeah, actually, oh. there's a group thing that um, that my uh, seminary's doing, so I need to get... I saw that. so fun. Yeah, I... so I was like, oh, I need to get the ticket. So, um, so yeah, so anyway, there's... She, you know, she's always... So that's... She's about to be, like, all, you know, like, like fully on, like, like she was... Um, Originally, but you know, she's always been kind of keeps in the in in the cycle with different things. You know, the Vogue mm-hmm. seventy three questions and um, just the the various. Um, yeah, she was uh, on Broadway. Yeah, a couple years ago, got a chance to see her. Well, from what I saw of her, because I did fall asleep, not Same. because the show was bad, but because <laughs> I was very doing tired too much. And yeah, jet doing lag. too much. Yeah, but from yeah. what I saw of it, she was excellent, and the talk back <laughs> at the end was great. So, um, yeah, she's so just terrific. She's amazing. I love her. Um, the next thing that I saw that I thought was kind of interesting um, was um, about Tracy Ellis Ross and kind of the Times Up movement, uh-huh. um, and how um, the she's currently negotiating her fifth season contract, uh-huh. um, and. She is paid significantly less than Anthony Anderson. Okay. And um, there's talk that if the network can't match the money Anderson is making, she plans to do less shows and only appear as a guest star. Okay. Um. So when I saw this, I think one of our Facebook friends like posted this, and I kind of saw it there, and then I kind of looked into it. Um. My thought was, I was like, well, Anthony Anderson is an executive producer, so it's not like they're, like, I guess, exactly the same in terms of that, and that could be a reason why he's paid more, but, like, I don't know how more significantly he's paid than her. Uh Um, So, you know, so her just kind of negotiating that, um, I think it's going to be something to watch. I don't want them to mess with my show, I don't want them to mess with my show for real. Um, it's like one of my appointment 
TV shows and I want them to do right by her. I want her to get her coins. I want her to get her money. I want it to be fair. Um, Yeah. And I want it, you know, so I'm assuming, yeah, she knows a lot more about the situation than I do. So it must be more than just um, him making more because of his, his level of involvement with the show, you know, or not, but yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. I mean, and part of me wonders too, like, because these are all negotiated things from the get go, right? Like, doesn't I, mean, I don't you're don't you have as an actor, an actress, an agent who represents you, and that's their job is to get you what you're due, right? right. So I it's I'm confused, not confused, but I just wondered the degree to which, like, shouldn't you know like shouldn't her agent be doing a better job of just knowing you know knowing all the all the all the math involved like okay yes he well, they're both yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying like they're both okay she and him are both going to be you know uh protagonists on the show they're both title characters but the thing is um, like they weren't really i get i think like from the beginning of the show it's kind of the show he's the central character like from the beginning of the show i mm-hmm. feel and so I feel like, you know, maybe when the contract was negotiated earlier, she wasn't seen maybe as a central character. But now after she's won a Golden Globe and she's been nominated for so many awards, I feel like this is, a you know, kind of probably put her in a position where she can negotiate higher, higher salary. Right. Because she's bringing more attention and accolades to the show. Right. Um, so I think maybe that's part of it. Um, I, it also makes me think, like, because Lawrence Fishburne is also, you know, he's the most famous person on the show. Yes, he um, is. I wonder if, because he's also executive producer, how much, you know, he's making for his little drop-in episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And so, again, like, it's hard, though, because you're not, it's not necessarily like apples and oranges, because if you're Lawrence Fishburne, you have the the name and the, the and the the cachet to mm. be like, okay, if I give you, you know, five minutes on the screen, that's gonna be this much, you know. <laughs> and yeah, you know, so and it's like, and it's not do... based on what anybody else is doing. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm Lawrence Fishburne, so right. That's that's what five minutes is worth. That that's the value of five, my five yeah. minutes, yeah. As yeah, opposed so... to you know whoever else. Yeah, so I think it'll just be interesting to kind of um, watch and see. you did accidentally yeah. hit the wrong button my phone like, sorry okay yeah um because you know just can't keep things right on the straightener <laughs> just keep, don't know how to behave don't know how to behave nope 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 no okay no behavior okay i had this and now i don't see it dang it where'd it go okay so <laughs> the wrong picture um Pam Greer, Foxy yeah. Brown, Coffee, uh-huh. is coming out with an uh, autobiography. Oh, she didn't already have an autobiography? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Apparently not. I mean, I just feel like that was something she would have already done, but okay, come on. Yeah, Foxy? so, um, yeah. 
So she's, um, you know, the great actress of the black exploitation era. Era. I yeah. just remember, um, one of my roommates. Oh, Bestie worked at mm-hmm. Blockbuster mm-hmm. Video, which is again an old fashioned yes. sentence. <laughs> Look, uh, uh, children gather around while we tell you tell about, you about <laughs> Blockbuster Video. <laughs> See, you couldn't just like get <laughs> movies on your phone. Right. Every like Friday night, mm-hmm. you would go to this place called a video store and there would just be walls of VHS. Okay, let's double back. What is a VHS? What is a VHS? <laughs> right. Wait, I it's... have to go further back. <laughs> yeah, it was before DVDs. Anyway, it's oh like a big cassette tape. Go back again. What's a cassette, it was tape? A cassette tape? So yeah, tape. it's yeah. like a rabbit it's hole. It's never right? ending. It's never ending. You know what? Yeah, Children, so... you're not even supposed to be listening to this. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, please, yeah. Children. <laughs> Children, why are you even up right now? Go to bed. <laughs> Let your mama listen to our show. Stop it. Yeah, get out, go out the room, go to your room. Go to your room. We're telling you, go to your room. Go to your room. So, uh... <laughs> so anyway, uh, we, back in the day, 20 years ago, we were an undergrad, we would rent videos, and so we had all, you know, people would, you know, professors, and in, like, our studies, they would reference these black exploitation movies, um, and so, like, I know one, I can't remember if I ever watched it, but, like, um, Marvin Van Peebles, Sweetbacks, um, I can't remember the whole name right now, of course, but I do know it, sorry, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm failing my, um, black college education, um, anyway, so we decided <laughs> we had never seen any of these, like, black exploitation movies, so mm-hmm. we kind of, like, rented them all and had, like, a viewing party of, like, Coffee and Foxy Brown and, um, um, Shaft and all those movies, so mm-hmm. it was amazing. So, like, yeah, she was a badass and yeah. amazing in these movies, so, Gorgeous. Um, yes, and you know what? Mm. What? Chicken butt. Um, <laughs> Crack myself up. Wow. <laughs> okay. Too long of a pause. Okay, yes. Okay, so I got it wrong. So I guess it is. She does have a biopic. It's a biopic. It's a movie about her life. So, oh, okay. Thank See, you. I wasn't wrong. I knew she must have had a, something. She, I think she did, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but she does. Anyway, so um, the biopic is gonna. They're gonna talk about her um, experience with sexual abuse and her love life. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the story is heartbreaking, raw, honest, and beautiful, all rolled into one testimony. So a lot of the you know, kind of buzz is she's going to discuss her, it's going to feature her relationship with um, high profile um, people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which I did not know she dated. Uh, well, yeah. I don't really know much about like what she dated. This was like before my time. Like sure. I was like, baby Kristen. Um, baby Kristen. Yes. Freddie Prince, who I also did. Freddie know Prince dated. from Freddie Prince. No, no. His father. Oh, okay. Was a comedian. I think he was okay. Puerto Rican. Okay. So, um, yeah. I think he, I want to say he made appearances on Sanford and Son. I don't know <laughs> if that's correct, but I think that's a thing. Okay. Um, and also, the big one is Richard Pryor. 
Ah, and that relationship, yeah. And so, um, she dated them in the seventies, and they've already cast um Richard Pryor, and it's going to be Jay Farrow from SNL. Oh, okay. I really enjoy Jay Farrow, and he does a very good job of imitating people, mm-hmm. especially like his Jay Z is really good, even though he looks nothing like Jay Z. It's mm-hmm. like so accurate. So hmm. yeah, so that's kind of that. So I thought that was interesting as well. So I'm looking forward um to that. You know, the question is like who's gonna play her? Right. That yeah, that was my yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. She said like a while ago, like Halle Berry, but I was like, okay, Halle Berry is almost your age. And so like who's gonna play the young you? Right. Um uh, <laughs> Like, that's nice. What about 20-year-old Pam? Who's going to play her? Right. Who was, you know, young while she was dating all these people that you're going to highlight in the movie. Right. So, um, like, your heyday in the 70s. Yes. You know, Hallie looks amazing. Black don't crack. But, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a good, like, she's she ain't passing 50. for 20. Yeah, she ain't no, passing for 20. Yeah, no, she's and so a like someone woman. mentioned, yeah, mentioned Sally Richardson, who was also like Sally Richardson dead on her, but I'm like, again, Sally Richardson <laughs> is like pushing fifty. So again, ladies, Sally and gentlemen, Richardson, what? Oh my gosh, people, come on now, surely yes. there's some young actresses. Yeah, and and the thing is, it may be the type of thing that is better done by an unknown. You know, yes. like somebody who like will make their name doing this, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and just be known for, you know, like this will be their debut thing. Because honestly, you know, it's it's so cliche to be, you know, to be like, oh, I'm going to do a movie about myself and Halle Berry is going to play me. <laughs> you know? like, it's like what everybody <laughs> says. It's what it's everybody like... says. Like, it's so cliche. Like, no, let's let's get a little like I hope she gets you know some like top-notch like um casting and you know uh directors and everything to kind of like really help shape this and make it what it could be because um otherwise it's just going to be corny yeah like I want this to be good because it has the ability to be like just really really amazing so um yeah. So yeah, she did yeah. had a, a, bi- a autobiography called Foxy: My Life in Three Acts. Okay. So that's what they're gonna adapt. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Hey, I, so totally an aside. You said you said biopic. Is that how you say that word? How do you say it? I always thought it was biopic. Oh, I always say biopic. I don't know. I've heard it. I've heard it both ways. I have. I've always totally psych. Come on, Gus. Come on, Gus. Come on, Gus. (laughs) Okay, we are referring to the amazing USA series Psych, which that was a common phrase. That Sean yes. would utter, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both never ways. Never heard it both ways. Never heard it both ways. But I actually have heard this both ways. And, I have heard it, yeah. But when but it's I was together, like, I always say biopic. So, okay, maybe that's the distinction. Like if it's a hyphen, a hyphenated or not, biopic yeah. versus biopic. Okay, so there you go. A little education. Folks. Yeah, so yeah, she talks about um, 
in this interview, I think it was, I don't know if this is a Madame Noir interview or what, but they um, also mentioned that she had a very, um, she had a guy in the business, um, an agent who educated her on the business. So this would be like a good one where he uh-huh. like was her agent and, you know, she's like, she actually had relatively little sexual harassment during her rise or I guess, you know, maybe like to her. Uh-huh. Like, it was, you know, I think it might have been relative at that time. But um, uh-huh. she was saying, you know, like, she remembers um, Sammy Davis Jr. Like, there's a story about him kind of um, harassing her. <laughs> okay. Um, but she was like, this guy, her agent, like, really helped her out. And he kind of, you know, told her to always have somebody when she went to a meeting, always have somebody with her, like if she went to go meet a lawyer or another manager or something, like any business deal, just to have somebody with her. Um, and you know, just kind of told her, like, when he took her out to clubs, like, she would, like, someone would hand her a drink and she would go to drink it. He was like, um, don't you see there's, like, sediment at the bottom of that? Like, don't accept oh, drinks wow. from people. Like, so she was like, you know, I could have been, like, knocked out and who knows what that. So, mm-hmm. you know, she had somebody kind of looking out for her. So, mm-hmm. You know, so that's nice. So I was like, I like that, you know, she kind of had that um, in there. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was, you know, it's good. I was like, we've had some bad picks or whatever in the past. Just to be another one, because this, again, could have the makings of, like, I could see this being another, like, Let's all have like a group outing to go see the <laughs> right, right. biopic. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the group movie it experience. Is. So um I could totally see that being this. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Gonna be on the lookout for that. And oh, like one last thing really quick before we oh. get to the personal stuff. You know, geek wise, did you see the new Harry Potter game that's supposed to come out? You know, I um, I didn't have a chance to to look at it. I saw the the blurb and a post about it, and I was like, oh, you know, like this this is you know, but it like I was like this requires attention, and <laughs> and I want to give it attention that it's due, and I just I, I was I didn't have time to get back to it. So tell me more. Yeah. So apparently, like first of all, there was another game that was supposed to be like. Pokemon Go, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm intrigued, but they're like, this is not that game. I was like, mm. but anyway, it's they said it's set up in the time where um, Bill and um, I think Tonks were in school, so I guess in oh. the 80s, and so you, yeah, so you're basically um, you get your acceptance letter to Hogwarts and you're kind of like playing like you're how you get sorted um nice. you could take classes with professors um do it with friends and so yeah so oh that is so cool yeah so they oh, said, how fun yeah it'll um come out I think they said in the spring so I will definitely be on the lookout for that so oh my gosh yes, our yes. little nerd news oh my gosh nerd corner um, Nerd quarter. I... <laughs> <laughs> totally. Stealing I love stuff it. from other podcasts. I know. Okay. Sorry. 
Um, but yeah, totally. We'll be looking out for that because that sounds amazing. Oh my God. I'm going to have to get another phone that has a lot more memory so that I could put that on oh my, my phone. It sounds like it's going to take up a lot of space. going to take up a lot of space. You need a more, you, first of all, and you need a phone with more memory anyway because you and your little tired phone. Okay. Did I tell you that I've, Oh God, the cloud! I'll never understand the cloud. That oh, I, I don't understand. You know, like my phone. Whenever I would take a picture, like it would be like you don't have enough space to take this picture. Or if mm-hmm. I try to download an app, you don't have enough space in this phone to download an app. What, are you kidding me? And so I started like having my pictures go to the cloud, which I never wanted to do. But I was like, okay, I can't have this keep happening at like horrible times. Mm-hmm. So I did that. So now when I go back to like you go back to a picture and send it I can't because it's in the cloud and I don't know how to get it back how do I get it back from the cloud oh my goodness it should still show up on your phone it'll just it take- shows up but it's like I need to download it or there's like a little weird little there's like, like a some- little circle and you'll see that the little circle fills out and then it's like there and available to you. But like some, like the further back, the further back um, you took the picture, you know, it takes a little bit more time to download, but it comes right down off of the cloud right away. No, it doesn't for me. I think because I have too much stuff on my phone and it won't even let me do that. So Again, Whatever. going back to my original point, which is you and your little tired phone. You need you need um, more memory, but regardless. It's so expensive. I'm cheap. Okay. And poor. And I I'm know. poor. I'm very poor. You are poor. Mm-hmm. But once you so. get put a little cash together, and the next time you go to get a, a new phone, don't <sighs> be cheap. Get the more expensive phone with the most available memory. Oh, fine. All right, mom. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Back to, okay, personal, personal, personal. I think, are you going to talk about your big thing or no? I was going to, sure. Okay, so I'll go first then because your big thing is actually way more important than mine. <laughs> Anything I have to say. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, so first of all, um, and this is like super trivial. I really been thinking about straightening my hair. I tell you, like last week, I've been like all in this like hair changing my hair every day, a couple of days or whatever. Okay, but yeah. I was thinking about straightening it, and there's this thing called a silk press, and so I was like, okay, what's this? Everyone has a silk press on the menu. Like I haven't straightened my hair in like. A long time. I cannot remember the last time I saw you. It's, it's been prayer. a long time. So, like, I want to say at least a good seven years, maybe, if not longer. Yeah. And so I um I looked at, you know, the silk press, like, what is this? Like, look at the YouTube videos. And I was like, it just looks like they're flat ironing your hair. So I was like, why is this? so expensive and I don't understand Mm -hmm. especially coming from California where everyone just you know I grew up getting my hair pressed you know hard pressed and a flat iron or whatever and you're good to go that did not work in Georgia when I was here you know back in undergrad so I had to get a relaxer and then I just went natural because I'm like I can't do I don't like this so I was like I just gotta you know um, went natural and that's kind of been what I've been doing for most since then but you know every now and then I was like I just want to switch it up want to straighten my hair whatever and so 
I text um our mutual friend who did my hair in LA mm-hmm. and I was like, what's up with this silk press business? Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like, oh, it's just, you know, they flat out your hair, but they use product. I was like, okay, because I thought this looked just like the same old thing. Like, this is not a new thing. She's like, no, it's just a marketing thing. And I was like, okay, great. Thank okay. you. So silk press that costs an extra $30 more than a right. simple pressing whatever. Right. I was like, whatever. Um, so that's that. So, yeah, I was like, which no one cares about, but that's like a big deal for me again, because I just don't ever straighten my hair. That um, is a big deal. I love your natural hair. It's so cute. I love it too, but I just, I don't know. I just want to switch it up. Switch like, it I, have up. Another, I have another friend who's like, has like all this hair, but she also has two babies. And so she's yes. like, um, she's going to do like the big chop tomorrow oh is she yeah and i was like what now like i'm walking out the house i was like what what you, what you gonna do i was like oh you're gonna you know work whatever she's like no i'm gonna go to the hairdresser i'm gonna get my hair done it's you know getting it all cut off and i was like um excuse me what she's like i just can't i just can't <laughs> like it's just wow. like too much and i was like yeah well i'm actually thinking of straightening my hair and she was like no and i was like I just want to switch it up a little bit. And her mom was like, oh, all these big hair changes in 2018. <laughs> I love her mom. Because it really is, like, for both of us, like, her, she's just known for having, like, all of this, just, like, beautiful hair. And, like, she's cutting it, she's cut it shorter than it used to be, but it's uh-huh. still, like, just, like, all of this, like, beautiful hair. And I've just always been natural for, like, the most part for the past 20 years. Uh-huh. And so I was just like, oh, my God. She's like, y'all are just, I was like, yeah, we're just switching it up. 2018. So that's 2018. that. Wow. No. That's and exciting. Then the other, I know. I'm like, it's cool. New chapter. Okay, and I'm getting my hair is going to be straightened for probably two weeks, and then I'm just going to be so over it because all the wrapping and the blah 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 and the that's the thing. Straight hair is you know it it can be high maintenance, and natural hair is high maintenance too because I literally have to like twist my hair and do this and yeah, it's been like if you take care of it, like it's a lot of work. Right, what you want to do is take care of it because you don't want to walk around looking crazy. Yeah, but there have been times where, you know, I've been depressed and just not, like, doing what I need to do. (laughs) And so I will, like, wash and wet it, put some stuff on it, and just, like, push it back. Yeah. Or better yet, throw on a wig. So it's like, yeah, I I get it. But the other big thing here is, Oh. oh, my God, Atlanta shut down. Oh, I saw. All my Atlanta people were, like, snowed in, or at least acting like they were snowed in. No, no. There was snow, and because, you know, Atlanta's not really prepared for snow, um, and the salting, I just feel like after all this time, like, again, this was still a thing, again, when I was out here 20 years ago, closing school for, like, two inches of snow, and you know the black eyes and all of that so um yeah it's just like i had so many plans for yesterday i was gonna (laughs) do some stuff because i it was a day that i didn't have any appointments or any like meetings or anything Uh so i was like i'm just gonna do stuff for me 
and you know clean this and do this and go here and take care of this none of those things happened wow because i literally could not go anywhere they were like stay off the roads don't go anywhere we've had 90 accidents since blah Whoa. blah blah yeah people are just like in ditches um wow. you know, off the road like stay out um, of the ditch people yeah, and I have, like, a court date today, so I've been trying to, like, figure out, but, like, they closed the government buildings also today, and the schools were closed today, and so I was like, okay, so what's the process? Because I can't get anybody on the phone, so I'm, like, on the official Facebook page for the city of Atlanta, I was like, okay, so what's the process for, like, rescheduling my court date? Like, uh-huh. so I'm just going to have to, like, call again tomorrow when they're open, but... Yeah, like everything was closed. My office opened today at 12. So like they're saying that, you know, it wasn't going to be freezing. There's still some ice. Most of the roads were salted and things. it was, you know, safe to venture out today. And I was like, I needed to because I had a serious case of cabin fever. And when I'm at home, like all I do is snack. So I was like, I need to go outside where <laughs> there's no food. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it was like, this has been like the second or third, like, snow day since I've been here. And I was like, what the heck, Atlanta? Stop. Yeah. Enough. You guys have serious weather. Yeah, and like, not really. So I don't understand. Like, usually we don't. So it's been like really, really cold this year. Like, even um, Bessie lives, you know, about an hour and a half away. And they usually don't get the extreme weather, weather because they're in middle Georgia. Uh-huh. And it, they even had a snow day. Wow. And they're like, it snowed in Savannah. And they're like, it never snows in Savannah. So it's kind of yeah, the weather's been, like, crazy this year. So, again, yes, yeah, snowed in. I'm so glad the snow is gone. Um, And so that I can resume yeah, my regularly yeah. scheduled program. I have, um, you know, some appointments on Friday. And then I have a fun little girls' night in tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Nice. Fun. Yeah, I'm happy. Very about nice. that. Yes. Trying to get out there, be more social. That's my that's my thing now. So yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yes. Yeah. Go ahead. It's um, all you girl. Is it all me? Good grief. Mm-hmm. Um, you have exactly ten minutes, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Let me get to it. Less than ten minutes. Less oh, than God. ten minutes. Okay, so all is well over here. The big news um, or the big sort of thing that I'm looking forward to in the coming 10 days from now is um, my ordination service. So Mm. that's going to be terrific. I'm being ordained as a pastor at our church, and I'm excited about it. Um, And so there's just been a lot of like part of the reason I'm – tired is just you know just a lot of preparation and planning mm-hmm. liturgy and you know kind of all of that that goes along with that and um and just kind of just trying to you know mentally spiritually prepare for it so um so yeah so that's the big thing that's coming up so I'm 
I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have the ordination service, um, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after. And then um, mm-hmm. I'm going to um, have a little luncheon um, for like just kind of a little luncheon reception afterwards at a local restaurant. So that'll mm-hmm. be nice. And um, my um, my sister and nephew and niece are driving down. Oh, good. So that'll be nice. And um, yeah, I hate that I can't be there. So sad. I know I don't like it. I know. Ugh. So bad. Um, it is. So, so yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to hopefully. I need to actually call tomorrow and see that um, whether um, the lady who's working on my clergy robe has mm-hmm. um, shipped it yet or not. I'm, I'm assuming that she has, but I hadn't heard back from her, so I'm just gonna check in with her. It's um, so nice. It's, it's just so really nice. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to get it and try it on, and you know, make sure it works and everything, and fits mostly and all that. And then um, I need to. So again, our mutual friend who does hair, my hairdresser, um, is actually out of town that weekend. So, mm. um, so I mean, she's actually she's going to be doing. She'll be here for my regular Friday appointment. But she's leaving, like, that day for the weekend. Like, she's going to be gone on Sunday. So, and I was already going to have our mutual friend. I was going to ask her if she would do my makeup. makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just going to, she and I need to have a consultation about my hair. Because I want to wear it up. Okay. Um, Speaking of hair and hair decisions, I just feel like. Well, one, I never wear my hair up, so I just felt like, well, no. it'll, it'll be different, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, then, you know, I just have long hair that I straighten, so I basically wear my hair long and straight, and that's basically what I do. I don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figure for a special occasion, like, the thing that I do is put it up, because <laughs> that's the one mm-hmm. thing that's, like, really different, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I want to, you know, uh, and I think the, the look of having your hair up is a little more in tune with the occasion. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it'll, it also show off nicely. The, the top of the clergy robe has a really beautiful collar, both Mm -hmm. front and back, you know, so it'll kind of, you know, highlight that. Um, and I want to wear my grandmother's earrings. And so those, and those are like Mm. their, um, their, they're they're what is it when they're not dangly they're they're not studs either they're just kind of um there what is it called when they don't they're not drops they're they sit I only know studs and yeah I guess they're studs but they do cover like your whole earlobe they're not like tiny little studs anyway okay the point being they're varying sides sizes yeah <laughs> yeah so they're large <laughs> they're large studs and um. So like an updo would be better because you can mm-hmm. see them. So, so yeah, just stuff like that. Just looking forward to that and um, excited to celebrate that time with the church family and um, and friends and all that. Though, there, hopefully, there's there. I've you know I've told it a few people about it who aren't part of our church, and there's mm-hmm. a few you know a few outside people who are coming. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm just so 
just I don't I don't even know the words to describe. Just so excited for you. I know this is something that um you know, you know, I've kind of been along this beside <laughs> you this journey with you for so long and um just seeing this day and just knowing how, you know, you know, this is your calling and just this finally um kind of receiving um the official kind of um stamp or recognition from our um church body. Mm-hmm. Just know how Yeah. This yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah, a little over yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's a little emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, just so many people have just prayed about this and just about Mm -hmm. this whole, um, which is a whole other topic entirely of, you know, just women and the issues of leadership in the church and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long road. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. so. So... yeah that's mm. good good stuff so yeah so yeah so that's my big news so i'm just looking forward to that and, and anticipating that and and hoping that everything just goes smoothly and um i feel like the like the hardiest part of the the nuts and bolts preparation is done now so um, okay, i feel like good. now i can just be like okay just you know count rsvps and <laughs> go from there so yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much all that's going on here. Um, I felt like there was one other thing I was going to share in the personal section, and I can't think of what it was. Well, what? we only have a little. Oh, so I don't have yeah. any time, do I? So never mind. Mm. All right. Well, I guess that's everything. <laughs> well, except for that one thing you can't remember. But except for the yeah, one thing I can't remember, but it doesn't matter since I can't think of it. <laughs> all right. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find us on Pocket Cast, Google Play, Overcast, and iTunes Podcast. You can subscribe, rate, and review. Help us get the word out. You can also like us on our Facebook page. If you have questions or feedback, email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.